This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result... You'll always be winning with Muck Delivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18+. plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. You are watching and listening to Chris and Leicester Till I Die TV on YouTube and your favorite podcasts. Are you ready? I'm saying, are you ready? Good evening, good day, good morning, good afternoon, good night, goodbye, hello, depending where you are in the world, welcome along, this is LTID TV from Leicester Till I Die, I hope you are well, um, I feel it's a bit like getting back on the horse this week, isn't it, we, or the bicycle, uh, I'm not with it, I'll be honest with you, I apologise, we were a bit late starting because, um, wow, 
I was out last night and I thought I was prepared for the show and I wasn't uh, because I had to go back out today and help a brass monkey look for his balls. It was absolutely freezing last night and I did not get back in. I went I went to see Jeff Stelling and uh, Bianca Westwood. Well, <laughs> Bianca Westwood, Jeff Stelling just happened to turn up. You know what it's like. And uh, by the time I got back, it was late. Then I had to watch The Traitors and oh, it was a late night. So apologies for that. But this is the preview show. First versus second part two. Oh, we not we, we can't we can't let it slip again, can we? We'll be talking today from uh, Blue Monday podcast, uh, Ipswich Town fan, and of course our Craig. Great after this. Craig, hello, sir. Good evening. Um, How are you? I'm very good, Chris. Uh, nice to see you. Nice to see everyone. Um, how are you doing anyway after your night out? You know, um, that's that's you done for the year. It is. It is. I tell you what, if it's that cold again, I uh, I had to get two buses and I got dropped off in Bournemouth from one bus on the way back and I was running to get my connection. It was one of those, you know, where... You, you can see the bus, and you can see it's about to pull out, and it's, mm. will you make it, or will the bus pull out first? And uh, I have to say, the bus pulled out first, which would have given me half an hour stood in the uh, in the cold. But I think mm. he looked at me, the bus driver, saw a nice old man struggling <laughs> <laughs> with a picture frame and let me get on. Otherwise, I'd have, uh, I would have definitely been looking for my balls today. It's a bit cold down in minus five this morning. What was it like down there? Up there, yes. Yeah, it was pretty much the same. It was uh, maybe even six, I think. It was, let's just say, it was chilly. You were down out in Christchurch, weren't you? I was, yes. Yeah, I um, I, I, I spent many, uh, many uh, a, a time there in my youth. Did you remember, the, do, you know, do you know the Regent Theatre? Uh, I can't picture it now. I can say it's a long time ago, yeah. my youth. Um, I did like to say. You know. Yeah, my um, my grandma used to live um, just outside uh, Christchurch, so we were down there quite a bit. Absolutely lovely place, but not at uh, not at sort of eight, nine, ten o'clock at night <laughs> in January right. when we're in the middle of a freeze. Uh, LDH is in. Hello, how are you? Welcome along. John is in. Good evening, and Scott is in as well. Good evening, Scott. Hope you are well. Um, I have been surrounded by Ipswich fans. Uh, we'll bring uh, we'll bring Dave in in a second. I was actually I couldn't believe it. I was sat down because we went in and had the meet and greet first. Then you go off and you have a drink and what have you. Um, oh my God! Here we go. The, the the Twitch wankers are in coming in offering their uh, promotion of the channel. Um, yeah, disaster. No wonder that's what you called. Um, and sat down for the, for the for the start of the show after a drink who was sat in front of me two ipswich fans you're everywhere dave yeah, <laughs> what are you doing we're everywhere we're everywhere aren't we yeah no thank good, good to see you too good to see you. thanks for thanks for having me on yeah um yeah obviously the word is the word is spreading we're everywhere aren't we but yeah you're right you're very lucky down in pool lovely lovely I part of the world say, down there it is it is i did say to them actually i said do make the most of it because this is probably the last time you're going to be in front of us all season 
well, well, yeah, yeah. You have got, you've still got a pretty hell, despite, um, despite the last, um, the, the, you know, the set of results last weekend. You've still got a pretty healthy lead, haven't you? We have, yes. Um, although, Incredible. yeah, <laughs> it could get interesting. Of course, if you win on, um, on Monday. Yeah, it could be could be very interesting. I mean, what a season! I mean, for both clubs. I mean, even Southampton as well. You know, all, all those three comfortably averaging just about over. Yeah, Southampton also over two points a game. I mean, I, I think I looked early and sort of totted up your points and taken the last nineteen games. If you still keep up the same points average, I think you'll finish with one hundred and ten. I mean, it's just absurd, isn't it? Um, yeah. I think. I think if we keep up the same average, we'll just fall short of the magic hundred. We'll have perhaps the ninety-eight. <laughs> Um, the 98 that we got, I believe, last that we got last season. But um, yeah, I mean, this season today has just been really beyond our wildest dreams, to be fair. And I, I think I'd, I'd speak on behalf of every Ipswich fan that um, yeah, we, we I think we thought with the you know with the momentum we had last season and um, and how we how we you know achieved the second place overhaul in Sheffield Wednesday and the brilliant you know last what 16 games winning 15 of those um you know scoring goals for fun um you know i think we thought that perhaps here yeah, we might have a edge of the playoffs or perhaps pushing towards the playoffs or even edging the playoffs but yeah this this is just in the realms of fantasy for us so far this season really well i was sent um a um <clears throat> a, a, one of those things we you know kate kate's one of the uh, co-presenters on the channel and she sent me one of those um supercomputers from one of the papers that they were oh yeah 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 prediction how it's going to go apparently yeah. we are going to come first little little please you craig we're going to come first with 117 points and um it's which are going to come second with 88 now uh that i wow. know ow yes, yes. I don't know um, where that came from. West Brom was third with uh, 85, then Southampton with 84. <laughs> yeah, know, whoever put that one together, I'm going to buy him a yeah. pot. So that means you're going to have an even better last 19 games than the first 27. You're just going to blow everyone apart. We'll, we'll, be, we'll have won the title by Easter. Oh, comfortably, comfortably. Yeah. Well, hang on, call it that. You've won the title by what is it, twenty-nine points? Hundred? <laughs> did you yeah. say one hundred and seventeen uh, or one hundred and seventeen? Yes, yes. Okay. I, I well, mean, the, the biggest shock is only. Sorry. Yeah, the, sorry. The big, the biggest shock is the gap. I mean, that that just seems ridiculous to me. I don't. I, don't think, I, I think yeah. it is. I mean, yeah. it's going to be tighter than that. I mean, that to me, uh, and you know, I. I and I did say to, uh, to to your colleague early when we did the recorded the uh, the, the talk sports show, um, this was a it's always a tough league, and I did not expect us to be. I don't think any Leicester fan or Ipswich fan, in fairness, expected a, to be where we are now. Um, but I think I mean that that's just ridiculous. I, I think I think to be fair, I think I think pretty much you'd expected Leicester to be there. To be fair, you know, you, really. Uh, with the, well, with the squad, with the squad you've got, I'd, yeah, I, I would have thought. I mean, or any of those parachute teams. If, look, they, they're all there or thereabouts, aren't they? You know, Leeds, Southampton, they're all they're all there, top top. You know, comfortably in the top four. All I think at this moment in time, just challenging you know Leeds and Southampton, challenging us for the as it stands, I'd say challenging us for the second spot. However, as you said, if and it's a big if, if we can get a win on um, on Monday evening, that certainly does make it interesting. Interesting to say. I mean, do you look at Leicester? I mean, a lot of a lot of 
opposition fans say this. We've had we've had it all season, haven't we, David? No disrespect, but they come to us and go like, "Well, you're a Premier League team, and you've got all this money, etc." Um, no, we're not a Premier League team because if we were, we'd still be there. You know what I mean? And yeah, do, do you look at us and think, you know, we are sort of cash rich because we are in a transfer window where we're after a player that's going to cost us 1.7 million euros and we can't afford to buy him until we sell somebody. Yeah, I mean, look, this, 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 I suppose the financial fair play and, and where you are, but um, I mean, I think that. Uh, you know, a Premiership club. I mean, just looking at the squad of players, I would suggest that's a that, yeah, that's a Premier, that's a Premier League squad of players for sure. You know, you've got, you know, I mean, I was watching it at Ipswich the other day and looking at well, you've got two centre backs who are Belgian internationals, and you know, aside from that, Mavadidi and Didi, I mean, Dewsbury Hall, I mean, right through the right through the team as quality, and then. Not that he, I'm uh, sure maybe you'll have a comment on this, not that he set the place alight, to put it mildly. You then bring Ian Acho on with, after about 65 minutes, you think, bloody hell, you know, what, a, you know, what a squad, what a squad. And that was without, obviously, Vardy was missing then. He wasn't even on the bench, still still injured. Um, I'm not sure um, if the other Belgian guy, Pratt, I'm not sure even he was on the bench that day. I can't remember. But yeah, it's a, it's a looking at it, you know, looking at it from outside, it's a very, very extremely extremely talented extremely good squad of players i think and experienced as well and experienced not only at premier level but at international level as well the core I mean, of the team anyway. Craig, Den, Den, dennis pratt he, he used to be in the carry on films didn't he carry on sick note right <laughs> that's harsh that's harsh i think when he's been fit he's just not been utilized does he it's i think he's been very unlucky that he's never really found his position and been able to have enough games to cement it so he's always been coming in and filling gaps and then picking up an injury again. And I mean, he's just he, comes on, he comes on I mean, in 10 minutes, he gets injured, he goes off. Uh, Servervante says, can't we report Ipswich to the police for stalking? And, uh, in fact, we should... Can I, just point out that. That, can I just point out that you invited me on? <laughs> yeah. Well, Servervante, we've got to be careful because it isn't particularly a, a, a very funny note that because Craig, of course, I don't know if anybody knows, but he does actually have a stalker. Thankfully, oh. because of the way his camera's set up, we can't see it. So that's the good thing. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. We'll talk, afterwards. we'll talk afterwards about this, obviously. <laughs> Me too. But um, um, no, what, what I do remember about that it. way, though, Dave, because every time, and I said this uh, on the show earlier, that, that every time we sort of lose a game, you look at Ipswich. And they bloody win. Will you stop winning? You know, or every time we look at you, you one nil down, yeah. but you end up winning the game. You two one. No, you like that last... black knight from the Monty Python film. You know, chop <laughs> a leg off. Oh, it is but a scar. Don't worry. Last last weekend, the win over Sunderland. In my opinion, I think the majority. It's the biggest win of the season for us so far. So we're coming off the back of um, not many defeats. Um, a four. I think it's four consecutive. Four consecutive, well, four out of five consecutive draws, and then a real thumping, if you remember, by Leeds just before Christmas. Mm-hmm. And then two, obviously, obviously, yeah. A, uh, yeah, obviously a draw with you guys, which we certainly, um, for us, it was a point gained. And then two really disappointing results: got a goalless draw at home with QPR, should have won, and also Stoke away, who played with ten men for about the last 20, 25 minutes, probably didn't really create much. Then should have won. So I had a cup match against Wimbledon away, which we won three one, which was good for confidence i suppose and going into that game last saturday if you remember um southampton had won easily um um four nil um you know a three in the three o'clock kickoff so going into that game you know last saturday at 5 30 we'd been dislodged we were third and that's the first time since 
was it end of September or something like that? Mm-hmm. Um, and um, it was such a crucial, massive win. And also, we're at, without our most influential player, who's suspended again for for the Leicester game, is Sammy Morsey, who's just been at a level this season. He's just been unbelievably good all season. Obviously, he of the deflected, um, he of the deflected goal, which we'll get onto. But um, yeah, we went one 0 down against Sunderland, but we showed a lot of character. Um, we had Lewis Travis making his debut, who he got um, in on loan from um, from Blackburn till the end of the season. Who, yeah, filled the kind of Morsey role, I guess, to a degree on the night. Um, but in my mind, he's just irreplaceable. Um, and um, yeah, we got the job done. I mean, I don't know if you saw the the winning goal. I mean, it's crazy. It was a another assist by Leif Davis to Connor Chaplin, who's like all of five foot six, who was just totally unmarked literally six yards out and, and just say so couldn't miss, but yeah, really I watched, good. I, I watched that and uh, there's a, there's an angle from behind the goal, I think looking in and he doesn't move. Doesn't move. He doesn't move an inch. He just, he takes a position and stands there and the ball lands right on his head with no it's challenge. A, at yeah. All. It's, a, it's a great delivery from Davis. Who's just, who's just um, absolutely unbelievable. Mm. His assist from that side, especially, but um, yeah, I think it's quite a well-rehearsed move. I think if you look closely at that, there's some pretty, pretty good blocking by our center mm. halves as well there, which, um, which look, we know goes on in any, every penalty area, every single corner, but there was some pretty good blocking there. And um, yeah, it's still, he's still got to put it in. It's a good header. He's again, he's a, from that, he's a great finisher kind of chaplain. So yeah, absolutely massive win, especially, you know, if you, if you'd put it, if we'd have lost that one or even drawn that one, okay. You would have still been ahead by a point, but oh, I think Southampton are at Swansea um, this, this weekend, which again, you'd probably expect them. The run they're on is just ridiculous, isn't it? You'd expect them to get three points there. So, yeah, as it stands, if they do get three points at Swansea, we will be second on goal difference going into going into the game on Monday. But I think in a far better place, obviously, than, um, than if we'd lost and not had any sort of kind of momentum going into that game. Craig, I asked you this a lot last season. So I've got two questions for you, Craig. First one, would you take? Well, no, we'll save that one till till later. But would would you take what that be? Was what I always always asked you last last season. Yeah. The one that I'm always asking you this season is, I mean, my worry is that we haven't really had our dip yet, have we? Yes, we lost two games in a trot, uh, and that's really kind of been it. Uh, we've never sort of gone a long run where we 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 you know we haven't got a win, and I'm worried that that, that you know we've still got that to come because every team has one, doesn't it? I'd, I'd look at it slightly differently, I think, and say that we have had a dip, but we've not been beaten during it. I, I, I think if you look at the level of performance, probably over the last half a dozen, it's not been as good as it was. You know, we've not been finishing teams off. Um, so I would say we've got away with having a dip. I can't imagine us playing that badly that we get consecutive you know, we could always easily, you know, lose against Ipswich because it's a good team. But I couldn't necessarily see us stringing a run of defeats together and having that level of a dip. I think our dip is maybe having two or three draws, um, you know, just letting the performance level drop rather than a run of defeats. 
and that's been the same with us really um you know over christmas in that and that new year period obviously started started with the well it really started i hate to say it with the 2-2 draw at home to norwich who we should have been probably out of sight by half time and we were scoring goals for fun prior to that still scored two that day but yeah probably missed two or three really really good chances which up till then up till that point had been really unusual for us you know we'd been pretty much sticking every decent chance away mm. um so pretty much started with that and then then yeah leeds just you know blew us away first half didn't yeah we didn't play that we didn't play that well particularly that day um i think one of the major factors sammy morsey central midfielder captain was on a nine yellows and i think yeah he was certain certainly if you look looking back at that game a couple of the goals perhaps had he not had he not been sitting on a suspension he may well have just put his foot in and took one from the team and prevented a goal but no Leeds were far too good for us for us on the day that I remember doing um because we didn't play that day that, that no I don't you did and I remember doing the watch along for the Ipswich Leeds game and I and I don't want to sound awful here but I couldn't believe how bad you were oh I mean, terrible Leeds, Leeds were all over you and I kind of yeah. said like god if Leeds had had a decent start which they didn't have mm. playing this way you know, yes, they are going to come for us, which is what they were saying after they beat us. I mean, obviously, they've fallen away. But can you please play like that Monday night? <laughs> well, hopefully we've got that out of our system. But going on to what Craig was saying, and then subsequent to that game, we've had, um, after that game, we've had like three or four, three or four draws, a couple of the disappointing ones, QPO, obviously, you know, the one-one draw at home at Leicester, the whole narrative of that game, absolutely delighted with the point. Um, but um, yeah, the QPR game and perhaps the Stoke game were, were disappointing. But, you know, hopefully that's our, that's our blip. Um, uh, you know, the, the major really, you know, point, for us in the game against Leicester was the injury to George Hurst. I mean, that's just really, mm. really rocked us. And he, you know, ruptured, ruptured hamstring. Um, yeah, he, I can't believe he'll be back. He'll be back this season. You know, you see, he's now out and about. I saw him um, prior to the game on, um, prior to the game Saturday evening, sort of like hobbling along the touchline on crutches. And he's obviously in a brace and stuff like that. So that's sad. He was such an important, such an important player for us. Um, and we're looking to actively recruit you know, a striker in the window. But as you guys probably know, trying to recruit a striker in the January transfer window is like pulling yeah. pulling teeth, for God's yeah. sake, you know. Well, I think I think wherever you go for, it's a bad window. I don't like the January window at all. No. Um, I just want to say, you see there, um, we are, as you, as you know, from the uh, the jingles, uh, that we are, and so are, um, Blue Monday podcast, the Ipswich channel, um, both part of the uh, TalkSport fan network. And they have got a new show now. Every week on a Thursday, it was 5 o'clock today, but it's 6 o'clock every Thursday moving forward. They do have the new ELF show. Uh, TalkSport 2, it is on at 6 o'clock on a Thursday. Uh, you will have missed, obviously, this week's, but it is available as a podcast, so check that out. TalkSport 2, and I'm actually talking to uh, Dave's, uh, Dave's colleague, and I apologise because I've forgotten his name. Rich. Rich Woodward, Rich, it, yeah, and uh, we had a bit of a bit of banter earlier, and if you can hear us, and it wasn't it wasn't all Leicester Ipswich. They were covering the Reading um, debacle at the moment as well, so it was a really good show, despite the fact that I fell asleep. So I'm going to go and uh, listen to it back, but do check that out. Talk Sport Two on the podcast, and then moving forward every Thursday at six o'clock. Um, Craig, I mean, moving on, I. Looked at sort of, you know, we 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 got we had, Leicester had got relegated. Dean Smith, we thought maybe staying with with Craig Shakespeare. 
there was a few managers that were sort of being linked with us. Um, Enzo and whilst obviously they'd been talking to him for a while because you never get any sort of deal done that quickly. Uh, Enzo came in, but in that interim period, one manager that I would have been quite happy to to, to take, and I apologise for this, Dave, but I think the results have proved me right, uh, and that is Kieran McKenna. Would you have been in? I mean, he's, he's done a good job, hasn't he, Craig? He's, just... oh, he's done a fantastic job. I mean, <clears throat> sometimes you see it, don't you, that, that teams have momentum you know, as they come through the divisions. Um, but to do it with, and no disrespect, you know, a fairly limited squad in terms of uh, depth, but also, you know, there's not a lot of household names there. So what he's done is is the best kind of manager for me is one who identifies how he wants to play and then recruits players to play that way and in those positions. So you get a proper team, work for each other and all know the jobs that they're being asked to do. And then when one drops out, you can pull in another one. And I think that's a way forward. We, we've talked on this channel, you know, on previous games about having a manager who can set a style of playing throughout the club that continues once the manager's gone. And I think for too long, it's been a new manager comes in and he brings his own way of playing. And now that isn't sustainable. You know, you, you've got to, I think more and more clubs, particularly the size of us, you know, Ipswich, you, you know, there's there's enough clubs similar size in there. You know, Norwich, another one, those ones. I think they need to identify a, a style of football, a way, an identity within the club that they can then just bring managers in to continue that thing. The way of, of just bringing managers in, changing style, which means players who were on high wages all of a sudden are kicked out and they're on the bench just, you know, taking the money or whatever. I think if you can do that, have an identity, it's much better for the long-term benefit of the, of the club and the Wouldn't stability. And I think that's what we've got with Maresca. Because on this day in 1993, uh, I'm full of useless information here, Elton John um, gave up ownership of Watford Football Club. <laughs> and uh, they, they, they like to change the manager uh, <laughs> at the drop of a hat, don't they? But Dave, you've got to be impressed with him. I mean, I must admit, when I was doing this earlier, I did think you suddenly appointed Phil Neville. Uh, he have a well, no, and honestly, and it's really funny you should say that, that because um, <clears throat> when he was first appointed, um, completely left field. So obviously, um, you know, our, our recruitment and Mark Ashton, our CEO, absolutely unbelievable due diligence to, to find to find him, to be fair. I mean, it's not to find him, obviously. You know, I'd, I'd, and I'd, I'd, I'd guarantee 95% of Ipswich supporters hadn't heard of him. I hold my hands up. I don't think I've got a reasonable bit of football knowledge that extends to the Premier League. I'd never heard of him. Um, and you mentioned Phil Neville. And yeah, I mean, going back to the Solskjaer and Ragnick days of Man U, if you looked at, you know, week in, week out, Man United on the TV, why is Phil Neville sitting next to Michael Carrick? I mean, obviously, you know, at least you didn't get that close, but on, from a distance. And then he was appointed. Paul Cook was was manager and that really didn't, just just really, really didn't work out. In, in deference to Paul Cook um, in that summer after the summer of 2021, um, after the takeover by the new owners in April 21, um, I think he signed something like 19 players, of which, uh, well, Christian Walton, who's actually not in, not in goal now, but was magnificent last season. Sammy Morsey, 
Connor Chaplin, Wes Byrne. So they he, they came in, in in that summer. But so, yeah, when um, so he's been there just over two years now when McKenna was appointed, you know, um, yeah, you could see pretty much from the off what he was about. He wanted to play with a certain, you know, with a certain style and a certain identity. And um, he's just been, it's, you could just see the coaching, you know, so fairly players that were even perhaps on the periphery of the squad back then. One in particular, left centre back, Cameron Burgess, who's actually won't be playing Mondays away with um, um, Australia, um, was really nowhere near, looked like a half decent lower League One left sided centre back. I mean, you could just see how well this guy's been coached. He's come on absolutely leaps and bounds and really comfortably holding his comfortably holding his position, you know, in the team this year and, you know, has been challenging for, you know, first and second right the way through. So, yeah, it's not just that. You can see just right the way through the, the coaching and, and the coaching staff as well. It's just, it's absolutely incredible. And to hear the players speak about it, they're obviously holding him in, in, in that, you know, in the highest esteem and really appreciate what he's doing for their careers, really. And really the big thing for me is you talk about momentum from last season and, and where we are now and second and have been second for three or four months now. Um, Arguably, the first 11, with Hurst, Hurst's long-term injury now, the first 11 and the goalkeeper, who was our reserve keeper last year, would be the 11 that that carried all before them for the last 15, 16 games of last season. Arguably, that would be our our best 11 now. It's it's just absolutely incredible how he's... It is about carrying that momentum on, isn't it, Craig? I mean, you know, we, we did when... You know, we uh, when we did, we did the great escape, that you know that that last yeah. run that kept us up was what we carried on to the next season, mm. albeit yeah. with a, a new manager. Uh, but Scott wants to ask you something, Craig. Here, he says, "Correct me if I'm wrong, but are you referring to the club's need to stick with possession-based or counter-attack football and get managers that play that way?" I I'm basically saying that I think it's. Longer term is a better strategy for a club to have an identity of the way they play because that can be instilled throughout all of the age groups. There's no point, you know, bringing young players through a system, playing one way, and then they get into the first team and we've just sacked a manager, so we bring in Sam Allardyce or somebody who's going to play a totally different way. It Mm. makes no sense. If you look at the strategies abroad, particularly in Germany, they, very often, you don't know the managers who have uh, who who get the big jobs because they've come through the system. You know they have the the pipeline already there, and they just continue. What they have is the same way of playing. They just have a different voice and someone who may tweak it slightly. But having a totally different style of play based on a manager who may be there for a year or two makes no long term sense for me. Well, he, and, he comes in, doesn't he? And he, right. he suddenly he doesn't like the players that the last guy. Exactly. Brought. I mean, you know, look at look at us. You know, Christensen, great player. Not, mm. you know, nothing. I thought I thought he'd got a really good future, but he just doesn't fit into the style yeah. that Enzo wants to play. Um, and and therefore he's out on loan and looks like he'll be going. And you can't keep financially doing that. Right. But I want to talk about Craig the the, the season coming up. I, I said at the start of the season, that if it meant that we came up stronger, I would be very happy to sort of sit in sort of seven, eighth at the end of the season if the following season we came up, you know, a lot stronger. I never expected this, this season. I mean, you know, I don't think you did either, did you? No, I I, I think we all hoped, but I think 
you know, we in in our wildest dreams, we would have been up and challenging and within touch and, you know, in and around the top six the whole of the season, you know, yeah. with a realistic chance of making the top two. I don't think anybody would have thought that we would have a, a sort of 10-point lead um, going into, you know, way past the, the half, half term of the season. So it's beyond... I think it's beyond most fans' um, realistic uh, ambitions. And, mm. and just talking about managers, what I would ask a question of Dave is, is there a concern amongst the Ipswich fans that this has to be the, the year that you go up, otherwise you're going to lose, Kieran? No, I don't think so. Not this year. I don't think this year. Um, I think the you know the vast consensus is that no, if if we don't make, let's face it, we're going to be close. Whatever you would think. I mean, it would be an absolute just looking and a horrific. God forbid you're recording me saying this. Horrific drop off in form, for instance, and not make the playoffs. For goodness' yeah, sake, yeah. we're eight or points clear. So uh, no, I don't see famous last words. I don't see it this season, but perhaps next season um, or or even. Yeah, may, maybe next season. If we go close this season we're, and we're going with successful next season where he's had a... Obviously, he's really showed his credentials in the championship then. Um, yeah, I see perhaps next season being more of a concern. And even and even perhaps more so with a... With a I don't know. I'm not saying the top four teams. He's not ready for a Man United or anything like no. that. But, you know, what concerns me is, even if we get up this year, someone like a, let's face it, he might not still be there, someone like a West Ham or someone like that. That that would be the type of the type of club that I came calling. West Ham or a Crystal Palace or that I, kind I, I, of... I don't, yeah, pa- I don't see a... I'm no, again, no disrespect to Palace. I don't see a Palace. I don't see that. But a club like West Ham, you'd think, oh, yeah, yeah, that, you know, you, you'd perhaps you'd have to I, take that seriously. Yeah. But I, I don't see that at the moment, I don't think. Hopefully I, th- I think it would be hard for him to turn down a, a Premier League job in the summer if you haven't got up. I, I, honestly, because... It's one, though, doesn't it? Well, it does, but... You know, you're you're ahead of your schedule now. You know, yeah. it, it, it. We know you could have a bad season. He'll be out of a job. You, you know, th- this yeah, is yeah. the the reality. So that's why it becomes really difficult. You know, we 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 would be in the same position. You, you know, um, I'm not sure managers are prepared to to play the long game as much as they were. Craig is a tough one. I mean, his ceiling is so high, isn't it? And he's he's 37. He's, he's you know mm. it's gonna it's gonna happen for him. So from for that alone, I think maybe I'm looking through blue, <laughs> blue tinted spectacles here. But I'd like to think that we'll be okay into next season. I'd like to think mm-hmm. that, but obviously stock is so high, you know, and, yeah. and quite rightly so. It's a whole it's a whole package with him. I mean, you hear him Hello. speak. He speaks really well. Um, you know, carries himself well. He's just, uh, yeah, we're very don't don't kid, don't kid us. We're very very lucky to have him. I, I mean, I'd like to see it. Craig, sorry, because you've got like Graham Potter absolutely flying at Brighton. Chelsea came in. Now, the thing is... Wrong job. Yes, it was the wrong job, but how can you turn it down? Because you don't know. If you turn that down and then suddenly Brighton's form was to dip a little bit, yeah. you may not get that option again. Now, all right, he went to Chelsea. It didn't work out for him. But I'm sure he's enjoying the, you know, million or two that's sat in his bank account. That means he doesn't have to work for for a while and can wait for the next job to come in. And I think that's how managers look at it. And, you know, I mean, Enzo, I mean, you know, he didn't do very particularly well at Palmer. Maybe wasn't given the time. We could lose him, could could we not, Craig, you know, to, to, to a team. And again, it fails. But he would look at that 
And look at, let's have a look, I mean, look at uh, Brendan Rodgers, unfortunately. I've got to mention him. Came down to Leicester to rebuild his career. In the first sort of 18 months, he was being linked with, you know, Tottenham, um, Man United, uh, yeah. I think it was, was it Barcelona, Real Madrid, one of those. And then at the, the end, he was being linked with Celtic again. You know, and, and that's how quickly it changed. And I think managers have to take... I mean, people always say, why do managers take the Watford job? Because they'll get a huge payout if it doesn't come off. It's, yeah. a, it's a win-win for them, Craig, I, isn't it? I, I mean, I'd love, to, I'd, love to, I'd love to see him stay and I'd love managers to be given the time to build something because in the long term, um, that, that benefits most people. But it's just... It's the nature of modern football. And yeah. as we've discussed so many times, there's so much about modern the modern game that i hate you know and well, why, uh, why should managers show any loyalty to clubs because clubs won't show any loyalty to managers yeah i, I can i, I, mean, I can i mean I'm, I'm with your vintage guys and i can revert back and it's totally different i know back to when we had um bobby robson in charge of yeah. it switching you know mm. all through the, literally every other season maybe even every season throughout the 70s there was a where well, we there was well well common knowledge he was virtually going to everton and then the last minute um, the, the story was leaked by Everton, so he couldn't go. And that was like 76, 77, something like that, you know, before the FA Cup, before the UEFA Cup win. Um, so I, I, I get your point that, you know, manager's loyalty, you know, and, and it, yeah, no doubt it would be it would be really, really tough for him to turn if a big club, big club came calling. It would be really tough for him to turn it down. But I think how he's i think from what i understand with him and the coaching staff i think he i'd like to think he's going to see the job through with ipswich and the job through with ipswich would be getting his promotion well yeah. rico says there um everton uh now yeah, rico, he, is, he is an everton fan but look rico why how if he gets ipswich promoted why would he then want to go to everton they're going to have more points deducted and they end up in the championship Sorry, mate. You know, you know I love a, you. You know I love you. They're gonna have the best. You... Ground, they're gonna have the best stadium. Although no, they're not next season now. It's been deferred, hasn't it? But yeah, it's um, mm. I, yeah, I'd, I'd, yeah, it must be tough. Very, very tough being an Everton. Yes, and I mean, forest, you know, I mean, look, Rico comes in regularly. He knows. He knows that I, I, I don't have any. Bit, well, I have a little bit of bitterness towards Everton as a club, not to him as a fan. Uh, but look, there's there's your season's form. I mean, you've not. Literally, you haven't been out of the playoff zone. You've that been literally in that top six. Yeah. And apart from the first, was it one, two, three, four, five, six, seven games? You've been in the top two. Yeah, we had a we had a great start. We had a really good win. It was the reverse fixture to last weekend. We had a really good um, opening day win at Sunderland. Second half, a bit backs to the wall, but saw it went two 0 up and then conceded um, and and saw it out. And that just gave us the momentum to kick on with there. Only lost three games. Ironically, Leeds twice, who we've conceded eight to. Um, but after after we play you on Monday, we've, out of that top four, we've only got Southampton left to play at home. Um, fortunately, we played Southampton and beat them at St Mary's when they were going through their really dodgy spell at the start of the season. I think that must have been five games in, something like that, early December. So, um, uh, so yeah, you know, other than that. Um, yeah, you know, we've been pretty good at, at beating all those things. The only other game we've lost is West Brom away. Again, um, we got a bit bullied out of that one, similar to the Leeds game, really. Not, not bullied, only Leeds outplayed us on the day. So does West Brom, but yeah, they were they were just too strong for us on the day. So, I mean, it's, it is incredible. It's, it, yeah, I mean, it, sometimes you're almost lost for words about it, really. We just did not, I mean, it, I know, I know you guys 
said you didn't expect to be where you are. Well, yeah, I mean, put it, you know, looking at it from our point of view, we really didn't expect to be where we are. So, yeah, we just really, I know it's an old cliche, take each game, each game as it comes, but we're just trying to enjoy it, enjoy it while it lasts. You know, I, I did say earlier on, pessimistic on the, on the, fan on the podcast, at what point does pinching yourself become self-harm? You know, but <laughs> uh, look, we didn't do a, a preview for the uh, the reverse fixture because it was on Boxing Day and obviously we'd got mm. Christmas and everything and we were playing on, on the Saturday. So it was all all a bit too um, uh, crashed up. But look, I, I went into that Ipswich game, I've got to be honest with you, Craig, saying I would have been happy with the draw. Mm-hmm. Uh, coming out of that game, having got the draw, I was effing fuming <laughs> because... Yes, yeah, you were. Way. Sorry? <laughs> Yes, you were. <laughs> well, I, well, I think I'll have to look I mean, back on you know, that. It was like you know we've we got Brendan Rodgers back in the in the dugout, you know, conceding last minute goals. I mean, uh, yes, it did take a, a maybe a few a few. Uh, it, it was like a it was like a woman on the sat nav the way that goal went in. It took that many side turns. It was a weird. It was a weird. Like I said to you, you know, before we kicked off tonight, it was it was a kind of strange game because you all you you just looked. You had like total control, and then you you got the goal, and. Um, who was a Vestergaard and foul, some of the lovely old time, just chipping the ball across to each other into the full backs. And you really looked in total control. Now, I think a changing point in the game was, um, indeed, he picked up a booking quite not that far into the second half. So maybe even been before the hour and he got hooked immediately, taken mm-hmm. off immediately. Um, I think Cassidy might have came on for him, possibly. And, um, yeah, I think, and I think almost the instance players thought, whoa, he's going off, you know, he's going off. Not that he'd been, outstanding up to that point but it's still Wilfred and Deedy for goodness sake and I think that that kind of gave us a little bit a little bit of a lift and and you look like you just could have picked it up and could have picked up the pace and just you know um I'm not saying rolled us over but certainly gone for it certainly second half and you just seem to sort of be a bit passive would you agree with that second half and I mean you know yes everyone's gone I mean look, look at the narrative of the goal I mean crikey three deflections but probably on probably on the balance of the second half we kind of deserved it because we looked the more likely perhaps to score I think we were a little one paced and we didn't react to the fact that you came out and upped the pace yeah uh, and we didn't react to it um I in the back of my mind there's an incident where Morsite could have got a second yellow is that right in that game, that could, that could happen in pretty much every game around that. Yeah, time. and I'm, yeah, sure, I think... I'm sure there was talk that he could have gone, and then he obviously crops up and and scores the winner. But yeah, I don't think we are. Uh, I don't think we react particularly well when within a game or or second half when when teams sort of change the pace of the game and whether mm. you go a bit more direct or a bit more physical, and we seem to be programmed to play one way. And we, yep. we lack that little bit of guile at the moment, I think, to be able to to switch it up. I know people talk about plan B, and that, which is, you know, I don't like that phrase because it's still going to be the same plan of the way we want to play. But sometimes you have to dig in a little bit. And I think yep. we allowed you to take control of it uh, too much. I think the goal summed it up. It was a bit lazy defending, really. I think we got we won a throw, didn't we? Wide, and it was allowed. Yeah. Morsey, Morsey, I think, was just allowed. I think that could have been Cassidy actually squaring him mm. up, and he just was allowed to drop his shoulder. Yeah. 
you know, had all the time in the world to manoeuvre a shot and get a shot away. But yeah, obviously, the, <laughs> yeah, you can't legislate for um, for two deflections. And 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 you, like you said there, I think I'd have been absolutely gutted had it been the other the other way round. Not just if you, even if it it's, it's one thing if that shot screams into the top corner, fine, okay, you put your hands up. But the manner of it, but yeah, I mean, we all said before the game if we can get a point. We're more than more yeah. than happy with a point, and how it turned out, it was superb for, for us. For me, had it been the other way round, had we been one nil down, and we'd got the equaliser in the ninety third minute, my narrative would have been completely different. Of course, it is. <laughs> reaction, of course, it would. I'm just looking yeah. at. I mean, you had nineteen shots compared to our five. Mm. The thing is, only sixteen percent of your shots were on target. Forty percent of ours were. There you but, go. Yeah, some some quality. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. your goal was but, a good goal. I mean, there was some criticism over our keeper for your goal, but it's a great goal. He just Mavadili just gets the ball out of his feet and uses um, Harry Clark, our fullback, as like the shield to just curl it round him. All right, I didn't actually go right in the far corner, but yeah, mm. our keeper got some criticism. I think he from, did. I, I think, I think was it was Mark Schwartz. I think Schwartz was the goalkeeper. Yeah, I thought they were being very harsh on him. Yeah, he yeah. said he saw his weight was a great yeah. finish for God's sake. Good player as well. Mabadidi, lovely, lovely mm. player. Um, I particularly enjoyed watching Dewsbury Hall on the night, who I said wasn't particularly outstanding in the game, but technically he's he's so he's just a premier player, isn't mm. he? Your memories of it, Craig. Did you go, Craig? I can't remember whether you went. No, no, obviously I um you know I was a, a victim of uh, of Sky, um, as many of us were. You know, decided to just move, move it not only to Boxing Day, but you know, to a ridiculous time kickoff as well. So, uh, yeah, you know, hands well, up what to I would all say, those who did make it. What I would say, incredible support from we couldn't believe it, incredible support from Leicester for a quarter to eight kickoff on Boxing Day. Amazing support in numbers, brilliant. Yeah, I'm gonna say they are good. I, I was, uh, I went to the away game down in Cardiff recently, and again, you know, that was a, a, a long, a long drag on a. I can't remember that. I think that was a Monday night or whatever, but um, New Year's. Uh, but yeah, we have got a good, good support. But Same. that game, yeah, I, it was almost like one of those games where you can see it coming. But then, you know, if you just scored with 20 minutes to go, yeah. you know, we could have said, yeah, well, it, it's been coming. And yeah. now let's just hang on and take the point. The fact that it was so late, you know, we thought we'd done it. But we've had too many of those for really? me, you know. Where we think we've done it, we did it what? with Chef Wednesday. We thought we had the game sewn up, and we strolled through the. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the Pro Pilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Away days are great, but when you can't play away, there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with Muck Delivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. After that game and then and, and gave up an injury time 
equaliser in that what one about, as well. What about last Saturday? Yeah, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but yes. that, that's that, that's a perfect example of us not being able to match the opposition's kind Changing. of work rate and yeah. um, physicality. And, yeah. and we, it's, it sounds bad that we got bullied. Would have been different had it been 11 versus 11. Not saying we would have won it, but yeah, I don't but... know. It wouldn't have been a 3 1 defeat, I don't think. Yeah, but it shouldn't yeah. have been a 3-1 defeat anyway. I mean, every team has gone down to 10 men. And I think we I think we sat back too much and gave them too much respect yeah. and thought, well, we're good enough to hang on here, you know, for 40 minutes, 45 minutes. When, you know, as soon as the first goal had gone in, we decided to push men forward. We could have got a, a, another goal. Cassidy, you know, we yeah. had two or three um, opportunities to score. <laughs> and it was like there wasn't that belief that we could go and get a second goal and it's like okay we'll just we'll batten down the hatches and you know you, you're always liable to let a goal in when you allow the ball in your box that much yeah. I mean if we're going to talk play. Coventry let's talk Norwich City uh... oh, <laughs> I knew it was coming I knew it was coming no I was going to say good little good little player that Calamo here isn't he no? good little great little he player. is but he's a cocky little shit isn't he? yeah well I know he is but I know he's arrogant but he's good yeah yeah, yeah he, he looks think... good yeah. I think I think Luke summed it up when he said, "God, I just want to." Put, he's got the most punchable face <laughs> in division, you know. Uh, but yeah, but look, you know, it. Like I say, I would have taken that at the start, but was extremely annoyed uh, at the end. Yeah. But going into this match, um, Craig, our form, apart from Coventry, um, we. I mean, we beat Millwall in the cup. Um, we beat Huddersfield 4 1, uh, one of our better wins. We beat Cardiff, like you say, on the 29th, 2 0. And that before that, obviously, we, we, we drew with, uh, with, with the team we're talking about today, Ipswich. We haven't, apart from that game when we, we lost, obviously, to the games we lost to Leeds and Middlesbrough, whenever we've lost, well, so whenever we've lost a game, we've only lost three all season. But we've always seemed to have not let it bother us. We've not, like you said before, we haven't had that slump, have we, where, you know, we've, we, we, we suddenly go into a run of, of losses. How important is it that we get a win in this game? I think it's important not to lose more than get a win, to be honest. I think, I think you know, we're all respectful of Ipswich and what they can do. Um, so it would be a little bit arrogant to just say, you know, we expect to win. Um not saying we expect to win. I'm saying how important is it that we yeah, win? As I say, I, I think it's important not to lose. I, I think that's mm. the key in these. It's when, you know, you can put together a, a loss as long as you're showing some improvement. If it's the next one against a tough team is a draw. You know, you've almost, mm. uh, you know, put that one behind you. Um, I think I think it's the first time where we've probably played back-to-back games where teams are going to be more aggressive and physical with us. I mean, if you look at some of those victories, we, we're at our best when, our, when teams watch us play. Mm. You know, we are finding ways to break down teams who sit back. What we're not so good at is dealing with teams who are a lot more aggressive, physical, fast, and that's where we've come unstuck in a little bit. And now we had that against Coventry, and we're going to come up against the same in in Ipswich, I think. So uh, I think it's a tough game, and uh, I, I would, you know, obviously the manner of a draw again comes into it. But uh, I would be hoping for a win, but I would potentially say a draw isn't a bad result. Dave, 
how important is it for Ipswich to win? If you lose this, I mean, at the moment, I mean, it's seven points is the difference between our two teams at the moment. If you beat us, that takes it down to four. And suddenly you're looking at just a win and a draw away from actually catching us. But if you were to lose to, to, to Leicester and Southampton were to win over the weekend, um, they would go above you because, you know, the better goal difference, depending on what the scores were, obviously. But, if, you know, they're, they're on 55. Is it, is it, I'm not saying it's a must win, but is it really, you need the win, don't you? I think if we can come at, what, what time's the kickoff? At 10 o'clock on Monday evening, if we're still above Southampton in the table, we have had a fantastic weekend, I think. Um, I fully expect Southampton on the run they are. It's just ridiculous to beat Swansea, which will have mean, which will mean we'll have got at least a point. Um, yeah, and I think, yeah, the vast majority of it, Switch fans would absolutely bite your hand off for a point, for a point now, and just keep that. Okay, we lost the game to we lost the game to Leeds, what December twenty third, but you know since so three games, three four games undefeated since then. Again, to get another little unbeaten run going, and look, of course we're looking over our shoulder at Southampton. I mean, they're just an absolute juggernaut, aren't they? It's just ridiculous. I mean, best run of form since nineteen twenties or something like that. It's crazy. Um, and again, you know, para, a team with money, parachute money, um, you know, premiership team, um, ex-premiership team, sorry, good squad. So, yeah, we, we're looking over our shoulder. We just, you know, and I know it's a cliche, but we're really just taking each game as it comes. And, no, do you know what? I think we almost, after, especially after the, the most important, the, the victory over Sunderland last weekend, we're almost mm. seeing the Leicester game as a free hit almost. Do you know what I mean? It's a game. We don't have to play you again. Fully expect you to carry on your form. And and I'm not saying you're going to get 117 points, but I fully expect you to, <laughs> to win the division relatively relatively easy. I still expect that. I don't see that drop off. So, um, yeah, anything anything we can get on, on Monday night will be an absolute bonus. And I, look, I, what, you know, what we don't want is to put in a performance like we did away at Leeds and get absolutely and get absolutely royally turned over. But it's going to be tough for us. Um, Morsey, unfortunately, is his second game, um, his second suspension, second game suspension. So he'll be back for um, uh, he'll be back for the next game up with league game, which I think is Preston, Preston away in a couple of weeks after after the mighty Maidstone at home in the cup next weekend. Um, so yeah, look, we absolutely. The, the, I don't the think draw everyone wanted. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, you know, it's uh, yeah, we we should be okay to the fifth round. So, I mean, what a season, you know. So, at worst, we're going to be going into next weekend. We're going to be either second or level second on goal difference. Hopefully, with a win. Hopefully, with a win through the fifth round of the cup. I mean, the season just yeah gets better, and Craig, gets better, I mean, better really. This is something that um, Kate said the other day, and you know, um, Dave mentioned it there. A lot of teams see it as a free hit when they play Leicester. Mm-hmm. I mean, looking at the way, and I know it was a derby, but looking at the way uh, that Coventry fans celebrated beating us, you'd think they'd just got promoted. They, you know, and I remember when Hull beat us that first time, looking at their post-match shows, it was like they'd just won the FA Cup as well. Yeah, and you know, almost sort of causes us problems, that, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, I don't think we've seen that level of uh, excitement over beating us since Arsenal in the uh, no. No. when when they virtually they, they won the league when they beat us. I think at Highbury with a late winner, but yeah, it, it's going to be you know it does allow you become the benchmark 
you know, for to see where teams let's see where we're at against Leicester. So we haven't got anything to lose. Um, that's that's the the mindset, you know, and the fans see it as a great opportunity to come and uh, um, you know, get particularly for uh, the away games. The away games are going to be tough for us going forward because it is going to be a let's um, let, let's strike and bring down the mighty Leicester um, as everybody looks at us at the minute. And, you know, and there's a certain amount of this narrative about parachute payment clubs, you know, and um, it seems to be a lot more vocal this year than it was last year. I don't recall a lot of people no, no, uh, I mean, picking on Burnley well, and saying they were a parachute when payment you, when club. When you look at Leicester, Craig, I mean, we... we we're in the trouble we were in because we were sticking to FFP rules. So we yeah. didn't spend a lot of money last season. Nothing really in the in the in the summer window until Fafano upped and went to Chelsea. Um, so that's why we got relegated because we were trying to stick to the rules while Everton and Forest were breaking them. Um, this season we sold, you know, three players for ninety-five million pounds. You know, if you go yeah. Castagna, Barnes, and Madison. We did not spend anywhere near that because that all went to pay off loans that we'd taken out. And, you know, we, we bought in what we spent, what, 30 million max on, on players coming in. So, you know, we haven't got this full pot of money and we're having to try and sell somebody before we can bring in a bloody two million pound, 29 year old Italian midfielder. So we're not this sort of pot of gold, you know, club that's come down, are we, Craig? No, I think. I think you know it's clear that the, the the teams do get the parachute payments, but it's like it's being used a lot more this year than it ever was for for I the think, likes of Burnley. Yeah, know. I think it's I think it's getting I think it's getting more um, used more this year because those parachute teams are all competing, aren't they, in the top four? Yeah, I think and that's they weren't why. last year. No, and I think yeah. I, I think our you know not being able to bring someone in until we sell someone is a little bit of a red herring. Because, I mean, if you look at what Maresca said uh, today, I think, in his press conference, it was more about we've got to sell someone to make a place in the squad. He yeah, didn't so really... I haven't seen that, to be honest with you, Craig, but we've we've let Everson go, so we've got that space in the squad. Yeah, um, I can say, but you can't... You, you don't you don't take away a goalkeeper and not fill it with another goalkeeper because if one gets injured, you're down to one. So, so you will well, always we've have. We've got five, haven't we? So we've still got three, even we're letting Everson go. We don't yeah, need. So to I, I, that, I mean, that was his words. I think I, I'd be surprised if we can't stump up two million, and that's going to get us into financial fair play trouble, to be honest. But it, it is a, a um, an indictment of the fact that we we are playing by the rules, and um, you know, as as all clubs should be doing. It, it's ridiculous, and it's a whole other show about ffp uh, pp um but still you know we, we get fans complaining if that is the case we can't you know it's terrible and blame, the same old excuses already i've seen coming out and fingers being pointed at at the board for this that and the other and you've only got to look at what's happening at other clubs and the mess they're getting into with points deductions or poor reading you know you know, they're, they're for the grace of God, go all of our, our football clubs who have got decent owners, to be fair. So to start picking, you know, picking fault that we can't do this, that and the other, we've got a strong enough squad, whether we strengthen it or not, to be honest, it, it shouldn't be an excuse to, yeah. 
whether we get promoted or not. Scott so, says uh, we've got Luke Thomas back. Luke Thomas will be going straight back out. He, he's not going to get into this squad. He does. He's not. He's not. That's why he went out because he doesn't. Yeah, he's not a Mareska player. He's not right. exactly, exactly. I think we've we've covered that before, but uh, I think we'll win the championship by by four points. But look at look at that form. Um, we go into this, do we not, Dave? As favourites, we're second in the table. Oh, of course, form, of course you're. Ninth, of, of, you are in away form. Yeah, of course you're favourites. Yeah, yeah. I mean, our away form's been particularly. Um, away form's been. I say particularly good. We've only lost one. Um, we only lost one at home. We lost two away. But yeah, we've had some great results. Great results on the road. Probably, probably a do a do a do an away win. I was at the last one, which was Watford. We had a brilliant, um, a brilliant um, sort of weekend week leading up to the to the Norwich game, where we um, on the Saturday we won away two 0 at Middlesbrough, and then went to um, Watford on the Tuesday. I went to that one and, and beat them two one. Again, that was quite a late a late Morsey goal. That, so that was the last. I think early December, like December the twelfth. I think that was the last um, away when we've had so um not that we played that many away since then but yeah it'd be good to um it, yeah it'd be it'd be good to get get another win but yeah i think we'd be pushing it to be expecting that on um on, like i said on monday evening yeah happily as i said happily take a point just very quickly what i m- must mention to you guys was that you mentioned um coventry's um celebration at beating you last well can you imagine norwich's um norwich's <laughs> celebrations when they got a 2-2 draw which i will mention it my, my colleagues have slaughtered me for this kept up their record of we haven't beaten them in 14 seasons albeit like half those seven of those seasons we've been in completely different divisions but yeah if yeah. you'd have seen the norwich not only the fans the players celebrating the 2-2 draw that was just a complete embarrassment but <laughs> probably imagine. just probably from from our point of view just shows how far with them um, you know yeah. how far we've come in a relatively short space of time yeah and scott sorry scott's just uh, i don't even think he'd get in the squad scott what's the point of putting somebody in the squad when he hasn't got a, a chance of playing you know uh like neil says like they'd win the table well, like scott said earlier brilliant if i could award if i could award you a prize scott for the comment of the show waiting for coventry's open top bus parade uh, having won that but look that's the table as it is at the moment we're over, over halfway there dave um yeah. your hopes for the season well, I look. I look today, and so I look at the sort of like the points average, and I think we're averaging something about. I think it's so your average is just under two and a half points a game. Hence, uh, I'm not even sure you can get 117, but anyway, that's by the by, I'm sure you can. Um, but um, I think we're averaging about two, 2.14, something like that. And I worked out if we average even one and a half, which would be a pretty big drop off, one and a half points per game for the remaining games, we'll finish on something like I think it's 87 or 88 points. Hmm. The way Southampton are going, Leeds, whether that would, would be enough to get us over the line, I'm I'm not sure, but it's going to be... Would yeah, the playoffs be, be failure for you now? <sighs> um, it's a tough one, mate. I mean, if, I suppose if you'd asked me that four or five games ago when we were 10 points clear, <laughs> yeah. um, you'd probably... But yeah, look... It's gonna be. It's, it's gonna be. Look, what, what I'd enter. We're just. We're, uh, it's easy for us to say that we're just happy to be in the position we're in, and we just got to sit back and enjoy the enjoy the run in whatever way it goes. And as as we say, no doubt there'll be twists and turns as there is in football right the way through. But yeah, yeah I don't think I don't know. The playoffs won't. Looking at the bigger picture at the start of the season, if you'd have said, "Well, we're going to make the playoffs," which let's face it, as I said before, we should now. I mean, we'd have all we'd have all. Bit of all bit in the hand, but I don't, I don't as we say, it's the overall narrative of the season now, isn't yeah. it? 
Neither of us are going to get relegated. Let's just put it that way. Well, I think um, we're all right on that. I think yeah. we're all right on that score. Just worked yeah. it out, uh, Craig. Uh, if if we carry on the way we're going, 110 points is what we That's should right, 110, finish off. Yeah. Which is one? Is it one? I don't know what what um, Reading's record is. 106, uh, isn't 106, it? 106. Yeah, let's yeah. beat that. Yeah, Craig. I mean, looking at it, you, you've got to probably say the top four places are probably between those four teams. But the fifth and sixth place changes almost every yeah. week. You know, Preston have been in there, Middlesbrough have been in there, Sunderland have been in there, even Hull. You know, and Norwich at one yeah. point. What what is what is Craig dis- would would be a disappointing season for us at this point? Playoff would playoffs would that be a disaster? It would be a disappointment. I think you know. I think. I mean, we're going to be in the playoffs. I, I mean, we, how many points ahead are we of the of twenty-seven? I think you must be yeah. twenty-five, something like that. Yeah, right? it's yeah. ridiculous. So, you know, yeah. we we could probably lose most games and still end up being there. So, um, I think it would be a major, major disappointment, and that would be a concern as to lifting the players to go into a playoff uh, mm-hmm. semi-final would be a major test of Maresca's managerial ability, I think. So it would be a disappointment and I wouldn't put a lot of money on us getting out of them if we ended up in the playoffs, to be honest. So I think we need to push on, try and just... You know, for me, as long as we track those teams below, you know, I don't care really about stretching it. If we're Mm. matching their results week in, week out, then, you know, that's good enough for me. We said, didn't we, going, going up is the priority... As champions is a bonus, and if yeah. it's a record, yeah, we know we'll, we'll, we'll to be honest. Yeah, if your heart can take it, it's brilliant to go up via the playoffs, isn't it? If your uh, heart can take it, though, I don't know. No, no, we, we, we've had bad bad times in the playoffs, we've lost more than we we have won. We're good, we're good at losing playoff semi finals going back in the day. We've only had one <laughs> final which we won, but yeah, we're very good at losing playoff semi finals. But yeah. I won't, I won't think about that now, but. <laughs> Yeah, I'm look, if... you, I'm going to sorry, I'm going to come to you first with this, Craig, and then I'll do the exact same question uh, to Dave. Um, I haven't been asking you this because literally week in week out, the team has picked itself, and we used to do it every week, didn't we? Pick a team because you yeah. never knew with, um, with with Rogers which way it was going. Pretty much all season, you you know, you could say we could have told you what the the game, you know, our team was six yeah. games in advance. Um, Formation, I think we pretty much know. Uh, it's it going to be that that back three when we were going forward, back four when we're when we're not, and, and one up front with the two wingers either side. Um, change, I mean, Fata was not going to be in. Um, yes, it's a big miss, but if he'd gone to Afcon, we'd have had to have got used to him not being there anyway. What do you think Maresca's going to do? You know, with regards, I mean, I suppose the two big questions are. Uh, Fatou's position and indeed his position. I think it'll be the same starting eleven for the last game. I think that Carve, apart from, I think McAteer will come in for um, uh, for Fatawu. Uh, McAteer for me doesn't doesn't excite you as much as Fatawu, but I think Isn't what he does, you said didn't have a future. I said that. Uh, a couple of seasons ago when he was playing at Gillingham in the FA Cup. I did say that and I admitted to that. You, know, you did. Last, you last did. In and now you will mention it. I'd be, I'd still be surprised if he appeared if we got promoted. 
Yeah. I, I think yeah, he's a decent. You know that. Yeah, I think he's a decent championship player, and I think that, but that is his ceiling. To be honest, Why, sorry. Would you not start Eunice? I, I probably not. I, I don't know. It's funny, isn't it? Because he he, he he tends to be looking at him more of a central yeah. midfielder at the moment. What I think McAteer does offer you is a bit bit more of a back post goal threat than Fatawu. If you look at a lot of uh, McAteer's goals, particularly early in the season, he does attack that back post much better than Fatawu does. Uh, I think he scored a great goal against Southampton. Uh, I think he got as a late winner against someone. And I, I, so that is something. If you've got Mavadidi putting the ball in the box enough, then I think you will find McAteer sneaking in around that back post. Um, I think he'll play Cassidy instead of... I think he'll, he'll, he'll stick with him, to be honest. Um, again, he's really good aerial presence. I know he's getting a lot of stick at the moment, but he, he will get better with each game. The other thing is whether he brings Vardy back um, for Cannon, to be honest. Now, Vardy has been was on the bench in the last game and has been training all week and apparently is, is fit and, and raring to go. Um, so I wonder whether, I mean, Cannon ran himself a lot last week, but he was a little bit, uh, he, he didn't look as much of a threat. I wonder whether he's going to mix it up again and try and, uh, try and catch up, switch out, and, and play Vardy. Um, but that, that, they're the three. Everything else is everything else is nailed on. Yeah, yes, it is exactly. I mean, Vardy, who hasn't scored in how many games before he got injured? I mean, Cannon, who's who's. I mean, all right, you can say he didn't do well against Coventry. Who did? You know, there were we were we were out muscled all over the pitch there. I'm, I, I'm I, just I'm just pointing out that there are other there are. Other oh no 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 no! I'm not, but I'm just playing devil's advocate here with you. I'm not, not saying you were. That's my me, as much as I love Vardy, I think his time has come. And whilst, you know, whilst opposition would look at him and go, thank God he's not on the starting pitch. I just wonder whether, you know, I, I just don't think he offers us what, what, what he used to. I think we have I'll to. i tell you what, I was, uh, something else that came out of, so, sorry, something else that came out of Maresca's uh, press conference today was interesting. Um, or whether it, he said it the other day, was was the thoughts about Callum Doyle. And, that you know, there's a lot of talk that's saying that he wants to make that move permanent from Manchester City. And then he was talking about what Callum Doyle gives us. And, and you know, we've talked about, and a lot of fans have been um, dismissive of the fact that we only play one way. And, he's, and, and we've talked about in the past, the way that we're set up, we should switch the ball a lot more the way that Liverpool did when they were playing with their three up front with their two wide wingers, Salah and Mane, they played a lot of cross-field balls from back to front and caught the opposition out. And Maresca said that what Doyle brings us is that ability to switch the play from one side of the pitch to the other and play the ball in behind, which I think is quite encouraging that he does see that as an option when you've got fast wingers and fast centre-forwards. And we've got the feeling this season that we've all been about just playing it through the the quarters and, and trying to eke little um, opportunities, and I think we saw against I can't remember who, who the opposition was, but the in the cup game when Doyle played like a forty yard pass straight through the middle to Cannon, who went round the keeper. So it's interesting to see that Maresca sees that as a viable alternative option. That when we've drawn teams onto us, 
he's not averse to putting a ball over the back for his for our forwards to run onto, and therefore that that probably gives another little lease of life to Vardy because he's not a player who can come to the ball and and with with good hold up play. I'm going to come on to you in a second, Dave. I haven't forgotten you, but I just want to add one last thing to, to Craig because it's um, a bit of a discussion going on in the chat. Uh, or Brighton, does he get on at all? Potentially, uh, yeah, it's not a bad shout to be honest. He has got a, a a chance there. I think what All Brighton gives you is is quality into the box, and I think if that's the case, then he's going to have to play Cassidy in a more advanced position. But the other thing you talked about, you know, indeed, is the fact that there's a, a, a clear doubt over Dewsbury Hall. So, you know, that's got to be taken into account as well that he may not play. So that midfield may be shaken up a, a little bit. But for me, if you're playing Albrighton, you've got to play Cassidy in a more advanced role. So you've got two people attacking any crosses. Yeah. Can um, I just say, so is it is it just now Albrighton and Vardy who are left from the from the title winning squad? Um, is probably else? is. I think it well, is yeah. now. Yeah. yeah. That speaks volumes. Yeah. Certainly speaks volumes for Albrighton, doesn't it? Flipping it. Well, yeah. Longevity's had still, still yeah. do oh, and Vardy. We didn't think, oh, no, I mean, Vardy's the fact Vardy. that we're actually still talking to him now about mm. him possibly coming on. But I, yeah. I've just had a phone call off Enzo, he is he is watching now. So if you can go through your formation tactic and player threats, please, oh. Dave. And well, we'll start making some notes. Well, well, it's going to be a solid, it'll be a solid 4 4 2. Um, no, um, <laughs> so it'll be the well, it will be a tried and tested, um. Four two four two three one. So um, I think it will be um, Cladke and Goal. He's been absolutely superb this season. Was very much our reserve keeper from last season, but just fits the the, the whole McKenna McKenna ball. You call it that ethos possession football so well, so good with his feet. Um, had an absolutely brilliant season. Um, so he'll be in goal. I think. Uh, right back will be um, Harry Clark, local lad who was in our academy but moved away to Arsenal but came back um, came back last season. Been for a bit of a sticky spell at times this season. Karen, I think, a slight ankle injury, but he was man of the match pretty much last Saturday. So he'll play. Um, I think centre-backs will be Luke Wolfenden and George Edmondson. Edmondson's just, re- just really got back from a, yeah, a bit of a long-term injury Um he was very, very good a couple of seasons back in League One. Superb when we first signed him. Got a bad ankle injury, been struggling and usurped by Cameron Burgess. But as I said earlier, he's away. So I think Edmonton will play the left centre-back role. Um, um, left back or left back stroke, left winger, as you like to call him. Um, Leif Davis will be will play on the left. Um, middle two will both be different from um, right the way through this season. The tried and tested middle two has been Sammy Morsi and Massimo Luongo. Um, Morsi, as, as I said, is serving his second game of his suspension. Luongo has got an ankle injury, didn't play, didn't make the bench or play against um, Sunderland. I think he might, nothing, I haven't really read too much from the club this week about that. So I think he may well be struggling. So central midfield, I would assume, will be uh, Lewis Travers on loan from. Um, one of the two, Lewis Travers, who's on loan from Blackburn to the end of the season, made his debut last week. Um, really strong, solid, solid debut. And either one of it was Jack Taylor alongside him last week, or I guess potentially it could be could be um, Don Ball. Um, and then the three will be Wes Burns on the right. I would assume Connor Chaplin playing the middle of the three. And I would have thought Nathan Broadhead left side. Maybe Marcus Harness, perhaps. 
Um, we've just signed Jeremy Sarmiento on loan from Brighton. Essentially, he might yeah. get a shout, but I would have thought it would, if they were all fit, I would have thought they'd been the three. And up front is the one. Um, we had Caden Jackson, who um, played and scored last week. Not an out-and-out centre-forward, very much a, a sort of pacey, sort of, I guess, a wide player, but can, can play through the middle on the shoulder. Um, he scored last week. I would imagine we'll go with him again. It'll either be him or Freddie Ladapo, unless we sign a striker and he goes in the next 48 hours. And it will no, a bit longer than that now, isn't it, actually? Because it's Monday. Unless we sign a striker in the next 72 hours and he goes straight in. I'd have thought it'd be Caden Jackson. Possibly a shout for Freddie Ladapo, but he... Yeah, he, he's been sort of really struggling at higher higher echelons of the championship, I'd say, this season. So I would have thought I'd have thought Caden Jackson. So yeah, pretty much I would have thought the same side, um the same side as um the same side as we started with last week. And Neil Neil, I just see Neil in the chat there. Um, a special mention. I mean Vas Sladke was very much our reserve keeper last season. We had Christian Walton in goal last season, he won the League One Golden Gloves, absolutely outstanding. Picked up a bad foot injury um, just before the first game against Sunderland. And if you'd have said to me at the start of the season, who were the first two or three players on the team sheet, it'd have been Christian Walton, Sammy Moores and probably Leif Davis. So we were, we all thought, crikey, we've got to go and go out and buy, um, at least get a keeper in. But no, Gladke's has been between the sticks ever since. It's been absolutely superb. So much so, Walton has just come in for the occasional, for the occasional cup match. So... I would have thought that injuries permitting, um, the only thing I can see changing there is if Massimo Luongo's fit, he may well play central mid with Lewis Travers, but don't know. That's good. Um, one difference there will be, Craig, between the teams is that McKenna will be at the side of the pitch. Enzo won't be. Uh, he doesn't seem too worried about it, though. And last time we had a manager that wasn't at the side of the pitch, which was uh, I think Nigel Pearson when he was banned, found it so much better in, in, the, in the stands that he stayed there for like an extra 10 games. Yeah. Do you think, he, I mean, he says here in the, in the press conference today, um, banned from the touchline, there is Willie and Danny on the bench. They're going to be there to help the team the way I do. We don't have a plan. We have two people there, and I'll be in contact with them. I'm sure there will be, you know, earpieces and mouthpieces connected, won't there? I think so. And uh, to be honest, I think um, Maresco will probably still have as much presence on the sideline as Brendan Rodgers did. So, um, <laughs> um, oh, stick so that nice bit of a bit there, Craig. <laughs> yeah. So, no, I think we'll be fine. Yeah. Sorry, is he is he suspended? Yeah, he's, he'll be up in the stands. He got three. He got a third yellow card against Cov. Oh right, I missed. Uh, yeah, I he only misses that, yeah. one though, doesn't he? I believe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. McKenna is um, no McKenna is very much a touchline manager, but certainly you won't see much animation from him as as, as he is as he speak. You hear him speak and interviewed, very measured. Um, yeah, he's not that animated. It was quite funny for the West Brom game seeing him on one side and. Corbran on the other is complete nut, isn't he? He's just never still, is he? Absolutely headed and kicking every ball. So, no, um, yeah, certainly, um, it, it certainly, he's a touchline manager, but yeah, very, um, kind of seemingly on the face of it, quite calm and collective. Coming up tomorrow, we have um, the prediction show at seven o'clock with myself, Brad, and Ant. Um, I have just seen uh, the scores come through, ready to do the up-to-date table, Craig. And uh, all I can say is, mind the gap, mate. Mind the gap. Um, 
you, you know, I think you were two points behind me. You're now a massive three. So, you know, don't, don't let oh, it go yeah. to your head. I, but, I'm, I'm coming for you, Chris. I'm you're coming, coming you're, you. you're doing a Leeds, aren't you? That's what yeah. you're doing. But this game, um, your score predictions, Craig, so I can copy it. <laughs> so, uh, I haven't put mine in yet. So, um, let me say I'm going to go This for... doesn't commit you, by the way. Whatever you no. say in this show doesn't commit you to having yeah. to stick to that for the predictions. No, I get I, I get that. So are you going to copy whatever I say, Chris? No, I'll go I'll go first because because um, otherwise you'll go 7-0 or something, you know, something like that. Um, I was actually, again, asked this on the talk sport earlier and uh, um, Rich went 1-1. He, he, was, he was happy for the draw. But I, I went 2-1 because of the situation we're in where we need that after what happened against Coventry. So I've gone 2-1 to Leicester. Uh, Craig? Yeah, I was going to go 2-1. Now you've uh, now you've uh, you've said that. Uh, I'm going to stick with 2-1 on here, but I may put a different one in the predictions because I need to beat you. <laughs> That's right. Um, Dave, what do you think? Um, I can only go along with my colleague, Rich, and I, maybe a little bit of my heart rule in my head here, but yeah, I, I, I'm going to go for a 1-1. One, one. One, one. Uh, I think, like I've, like we said many, many times last year, Craig, would you take a draw? Yeah, as I said earlier, I think a draw is not a bad result. I think the, the bad results now are dropping uh, points to the teams behind you. Uh, not dropping, but allowing them to get points on us. So mm. if when we, when we play Ipswich, when we play Southampton again, as long as we're not losing to them, for me that's that's decent results, and we we pick up the points against the rest of the uh, against the rest of the teams. Yeah, and and I think as long as if it's a draw, I will not be disappointed. I'll be disappointed, but I won't be you know devastated. You won't be, you won't be on another rant. Well, it depends how well, we draw. Well, what, about <laughs> no, what, what about this time? It's a ninety-fifth three deflection yeah. equaliser or something look, like that. Look, what? You, you are you are looking at the team here that was two-one up against uh, Tottenham going into injury time and lost three-two. So look, oh, you know yeah. anything can happen. <laughs> you know, I'm still I'm still scarred from that. My therapist mm. says it is good to talk though. Um, but look, we always um, uh, have a, a point in this. We mentioned it before. Uh, Dave, where we look back at players that played for, for both teams, footing both camps. Um, now, I didn't realise this until I was looking, Craig. Matt Elliott played for Ipswich for uh, 10 right, games. Okay. Yeah. Did, played in a 2003-04, I think it was, um, playoffs. Mm. Actually, was with us for the last 10 games and played uh, in a failed playoff attempt against West Ham. Well, so, I mean, I, I literally see it educational as well as uh, entertaining this. But uh, we'll go We'll go first of all because this player um, spent a lot, lot more of his career at Ipswich than he did at Leicester. Uh, but your memories of uh, probably one of your, your, your best goalkeepers, uh, I'd have to say, Dave. Um, um, yeah. Fabulous. I mean, for a time in the um, for the time in the early eighties, the I'm talking about UEFA Cup winning side eighty seventy nine eighty 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 one. Um, he was the only non international player on the you know in the first eleven or maybe even the first twelve there. So it was quite quite well documented that all the other players would be away on international duty and it'd just be him him left behind. Um, Absolutely brilliant. Had a real knack of saving penalties. I think it was, again, that might have been 79, 80 season when I think he faced something like 
I'm sure I've got this wrong. If I said he's faced something like 10 penalties and saved like seven or eight of them, it was really odd. He used to, I don't remember this. I don't know, I don't know if subsequently he did this at, well, 50-odd games. You may have seen him if he's still doing that at Leicester. He used to stand, literally give give the, the, the penalty taker like three quarters of the goal to aim at and actually lean the other way. And it really, it, it just worked. He just found a, found a rhythm there. But... Yeah, absolutely brilliant keeper. Very quick. Apparently, at the time, he was the quickest guy at the club. And and the sort of bloody really good left, strong left foot, I remember as well. And the sort of player I think would have um, would have coped now, obviously, with, the, you know, no, no back pass, stuff like that would have coped, would have coped really well. However, don't forget, for the majority of time, he's Ipswich. He was playing um, originally behind Kevin Beattie and Alan Hunter. And then subsequently after that, Terry Butcher and Russell Osmond. So... Yeah, he had some pretty good, um, and George Burley and Mick Mills as well. So he had some pretty good, uh, pretty good defence in front of him. But yeah, great, great keeper and a great, you can see there, great servant to Ipswich. Yeah, your memories of him, Craig? Yeah, not not a lot other than yeah, he's still well known for penalty saves. I think he did the same for us. You know, he had he, he brought that record with him, and I think he just added to it. Um, uh, and yeah, I think sometimes. More so back then, I think, you know, that experience of a goalkeeper was looked upon as something that was really important. Um, if a keeper could bring his experience uh, and play behind, you know, not necessarily a, a, uh, an experienced back four, but I think we had Russell Osman, you know, it may have been the same yeah. time as well, but obviously Russell Osman came to us as well. Mm. Um, but yeah, a, a, a steady, um, if unspectacular goalkeeper, but who you always... Thought if there was a penalty, he had a decent chance of, uh, Reliable, of saving. Wasn't but, but I mean, and interestingly, if, if I remember it rightly, back in the days where you could get away with not being a huge keeper as well, because he wasn't the uh, he wasn't really the biggest good, keeper. Really good spring, he could he could leap. Yeah, he certainly wasn't six foot. I reckon five ten, something like that. He really he really could spring. And, and don't forget, in, you know, for him, you know, I said he was the only non-international, you know, English, you know, playing in an era yes. of Shilton and Clements, for God's sake, you know. Hmm. He was, and 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 a great uh, a great advert for the mullet back in the day. <laughs> I think there's a good, few around there. Weren't pretty they? good going on there. He's now um, because we we sometimes do a feature on this on our pod, or we have done in previous years. I think we've done a little bio on him. He's now, or he was at one point, running a sort of golf tours company over in Tenerife. I think he retired over there. Or certainly Spain or Tenerife or something like that. Retired yeah. over there. So yeah, having a nice uh, having a nice life. I think. He's 70 now, by the way, just it's out of interest. Mad, isn't it? And uh, he was 5 foot 11. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Um, whether he still is or not, of course. I, having, I don't said know. That, having said that, guys, at Ipswich, I don't know if you remember this keeper, he plays Laurie Civil at Ipswich, yeah. who was literally about 5 foot 8, 5 foot 9. Mm. Uh, don't, I don't remember. Anybody else can you remember that's played for us both, guys? Didn't Mark Venus? Um, Did he Scott play Crofts? Scowcroft, Scowie, yeah, Scowcroft, yeah, of course, that that was a good one. But uh, but look, uh, Dave, thank you so much for for coming on, mate. Um, I wish you all the best for the rest of the season, apart from obviously Monday <laughs> night. I do hope you come up with us. Just give uh, just give your uh, your channels a shout out. Yeah, it's um a Blue Monday um a Blue Monday podcast. We've been going now. This is now our into our into our eighth season. I think we've just done our seven hundred and fiftieth um fiftieth um episode. So yeah, on all the good um all the good uh podcast platforms you can find us um uh Blue Monday Blue Monday dot com. Brilliant, mate. All the best, like I say, and hopefully 
we'll be speaking to you next season because we've we've both gone up. Guys, I hope so. Thanks a lot for having me on. Cheers. All the best, mate. Take bye, care. Bye. 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 Uh, so, um, talking to podcast, don't forget to check it out. All these shows are, are uploaded. They are. Don't know how it works on YouTube, but apparently the YouTube do podcasts as well. Uh, but you can pick us up on uh, on Spotify and all the main podcasts via the Talksport Fan Network and check their podcast out as well. Um, we were on it earlier on today. Um, are you still with us, Craig? I can hear you. Can you hear me? Oh, we can hear you, but yeah, yeah, I you, seem to have frozen in time there. You do, you do. Yeah. Um, now you're not going to be here next week because it is the FA Cup, and I'm not yeah. going to be doing the watch long. We will be doing a, a preview, but that's for I know you are otherwise engaged. But it is Birmingham next up for us. Um, mm. after this, um, Rooneyless, yes, I know. Um, new manager in it'll be interesting to see whether well, because I, I don't think, uh they pulled up any trees, but then that was a, a decent win for them coming from behind in the in the cup against Hull. That would have done them a, a lot yeah. of good. But um, no, I mean cup games are one-offs, aren't they? Now I think and uh, yes. into extra time and penalties. So uh, yeah, it'll be interesting and uh, hopefully a decent crowd and a decent atmosphere. I think so, but I, I think it's a case of if and I've said this um, in in the last round, not the end of the world if we lose it because it's not our priority this season, is it? No, that, that's true. I think that we, we've had all this talk about um, hoping to get a home tie. Then um, I yeah. hope we, that we make the most of it. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Mate, have a good one. Um, have a great weekend. All the best to all your family and enjoy whatever you're going to be doing uh, next Thursday. And I hope you can get some WD-40 and get yourself moving again. <laughs> Cheers, mate. Very <laughs> Thanks, everyone. Cheers. Bye. bye. Thank you, mate. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Uh, so fr Craig there, frozen in time. Um, let it go. Let it go. Oh, no, there he is. Just to say, he's back again. There we go. <laughs> I am alive. There Just we go. Just to show he is alive. <laughs> All the best, mate. Right. Take care. Cheers. Bye, everyone. Uh, oh, I was worried about him then. Uh but there we go, uh, Ipswich, Monday night, and it is going to be uh, all kicking off at 8 o'clock. And, of course, as always, we will be doing a watch-along, and we will be uh, here. Uh, there we will be. Um, cheers, Craig. Thanks so much, mate. Um, and let me just move that out the way so you can see it. No, not that. Um, there we go. Match Day Live here on Monday at 7.15pm. Uh, taking you through the team selection and the match and obviously the instant reaction as well. So on Monday night, there will be no um, uh, debate show. We may put that back to the Tuesday, but we may do a post-match uh, probably on the Tuesday anyway. But look, thanks very much for everybody that's been on. Thanks to Dave from uh, Blue uh, Monday Podcast. Lovely set of guys there. Um, really do appreciate him coming on. And um, Craig, as always, as always, our wise old owl. And to all you lot for being in and joining in, thank you very much. And if you have been listening via your favourite podcast platform, we really do appreciate you lending us your ears. Um, you can have them back now. Take care. I will see you tomorrow at 7 o'clock for the prediction show. All the best. Have a good one. I'm off to watch the traitors. Absolutely hoped. Take care. Thanks for watching. These videos are tremendous. 
You better like them too or I'll be back. The TalkSport Fan Network is the ultimate on-demand destination for the UK's best fan-led football podcasts. Including Leicester Till I Die, independent analysis and reaction for the Foxes faithful. The TalkSport Fan Network. Unbeatable club-dedicated content created by the fans for the fans. Follow the podcast on the TalkSport Fan Network. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Ultimate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver-assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.